0: Since the day she gave me that coveted final rose, my wife, Trista Sutter, has made me a better person. If she can get me to know better, to do better, and to just all around be better, then I'm sure she can do it for you too. You're listening to Better Etc. with my wife and your host, Trista Sutter. Hey
1: everybody, this is Trista, and you're listening to episode 30. 30! of the Better Etc. podcast. Today, my guest is Tina Ingold, and I was introduced to her from a friend of mine who lives in the Vail Valley. Her name's Carly. Hi, Carly. And she said I should talk to her about traveling with kids because she's an amazing homeschool mom and she travels a lot with her kids. And so we got on this call, and we're doing a great interview. Tina is so engaging and sweet and funny. And I started talking to her about travel tips. And then I realized, maybe we should title this something else because we're so having so much fun just talking about the spontaneity of travel and the beauty of that, and lots of tips just in terms of road trips with kids. So, Really, we both share, this is a kind of a mixed bag of episodes in terms of we talk about her homeschool experience. So for anyone out there looking to get information on homeschooling, this is a great episode for you. Uh, we also talk about just traveling with kids, especially when it comes to road trips, because she did so. And they had a Sprinter van that they traveled frequently in in the last year or two. And she has four kids four kids, and the successes that she had in traveling and what makes it easy for her. So if you're wanting to travel with your children, especially when it comes to road trips, this is a great episode for you. And then we also talk about just being spontaneous and the beauty in that and embracing that. So hard for me. I am definitely more of a planner, kind of type A over here, but... It was such a fun conversation. So I loved talking to Tina Ingold. As I said, she's a mom of four. She's a homeschool mom. She is a wild and free conference MC and host. That is a conference that homeschooling parents can go to. And she's also a regular guest co-host and was the co-host for a while of the Wild and Free podcast. So anyway, Tina Ingold is a pleasure to talk to. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Before we get to it, of course, I have to chime in with Trista Stakes because I didn't do it last week. And I thought it would be fun. We were traveling. We went to Sedona for spring break. And that was actually a spontaneous trip for us, which never happens. I think I planned it in a day, which is not so not me. Anyway, I was shopping with Blakesley. We were at this cute, cute little home goods store in Sedona. I wish I would have written down the name of it. But they had all of these tea towels hanging up. They're from Dev D and Company. And the website for them is Devaney Designs, D-E-V-E-N-I-E, designs.com. They are not a sponsor, but I want to promote them because, oh my gosh, their tea towels are the cutest. I love buying them as gifts and just keeping them around for Whenever I need a gift for a friend, especially my mom friends, or for one of my moms, or really anyone, they're so fun. And I wanted to read a few of their, (laughs) a few of their tea towels. They are freaking hysterical. Okay, so if a cookie falls on the ground and you pick it up, that's a squat, right? (laughs) Love it. I'm at the point in parenting where, what did I just say? Either be a threat or a genuine question. (laughs) That is so me. (laughs) This is a good one for the moms out there. I think I'm starting to lose my mind, but as long as I keep the part that tells me when I got to pee, I should be okay. I mean, this is on a tea towel. It's hysterical. I came, I saw, I forgot what I was doing, retraced my steps, got lost on the way back. Now I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, it may take a village to raise a child, but I swear it's going to take a whole vineyard to homeschool one. <laughs> and that was, I think I'll end on that one, considering we are talking a little bit about homeschooling. I'm sure all of my homeschool moms out there, I love you all, will get a kick out of those, especially the last one. But I thought those were so fun. So thank you, Dev D, and all you are doing to bring some laughter. Anyway, so now the interview with Tina Ingold. Here we go. I'm really excited to get into it because I know there are so many people, including myself, when I was a new mom and wanted to take my kids, you know, on an airplane or wanted to go on a road trip. And the lessons I've learned, I could definitely pass on. But I know that how old are your kids right now?
0: So now they are eight, 10. 11 and 13. Oh so my gosh. they're about all two years apart. Yeah. yeah, Awesome. <laughs> we're at,
1: we're at 12 and 13. So right at okay. the older tip of yours, but yes. I feel like because you're a homeschool mom and because you like to take advantage of the travel component of homeschooling your kids, yeah. my friend Carly, who I, I know, you know, and love too, she was like, you have to talk to Tina She would be a great guest to talk to about tips for traveling with kids. So
0: before we get into that, like, how did you get into homeschooling? So my son was entering in kindergarten and I started getting all the feels. I was like, I don't want to send him to public school, even though I went to public school all my life and I loved it. I love public school, but I just felt like I'm not ready to let go of him. So I started exploring other options and my aunt who actually, she distributes curriculum for a company called sunlight she was like can I get you some books do you just want to try homeschooling which that wasn't really even on my radar I'm like I don't think I would be a good homeschool mom um so we tried it the first year and to be very honest I hated it I just really? I felt like I didn't do a good job but what I realized is that I was trying to bring the classroom into my home mm. which is is not what you do <laughs> So I was very, which I'm not even a structured person, but I felt like everything had to be structured. Like we're doing math from 10 to 1030 and we're doing, and I realized my son was just sitting at the kitchen table all day long because we do school and meals and poor guy. I just, I didn't know what I was doing. So then by the next year I got connected to a homeschool community called wild and free. And it was a very, very small community at the time. Now it's grown to like, I think there's over 200,000 that are a part of the Instagram community. So it's huge. It's huge. it's huge. And so I got connected with them. And I mean, my mind was blown. I was like, wow, we don't even have to do school at a table. Like, I know it seems so it's like not anything like mind blowing, but I really, I never thought about it. And so I completely changed my whole structure. I was like, wow, we can read like living books outside under a tree. We can explore for a whole day. And that is school because we're learning.
1: Yeah. And
0: so my, my focus really began to shift. And it became so fun. I, I loved it. And so now I've been homeschooling. This is my our seventh year. And I, I say this every year, but every year gets better. It just gets better. And now that all the kids are reading and, you know, so independent, it's just like it's become such a joy. So that's how I kind of started with homeschooling. But um, But yeah, once I realized the freedom that comes with mm. home educating. It's yeah, it's changed the whole game. So yeah, Yeah, well, (laughs) I think that's a big
1: reason why a lot of my friends, you know, I have a a a handful of friends who all homeschool in this very small town that I'm a part of. So that's saying something. But I think that the biggest component for them is the freedom and the ability to travel. And, you know, they can they can do school in a trailer or, you know, that they're camping in or they can do school in the car on a road trip, or they can do exactly. it on a plane or wherever. So I think that was one of the draws. So over the years, what are the trips that you have taken while your kids have been homeschooled? I'd love to just get into kind of the the different types of travel you've done so that we can get into the nitty gritty of how to prepare for each of these types of trips.
0: Sure, absolutely. The biggest trip that we took was actually this past year. Um, So we moved to California, what we thought was going to be permanently in 2019. And um, we loved it. We were having the time of our lives. Our business was growing, just the kids were thriving. And then COVID hit. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's, and then COVID. Yeah, right. For everybody. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to write a book that's called, and then COVID. COVID. (laughs) And then COVID. Um, But as soon as it hit, we were like, what do we do? So yeah. we came to the Midwest and lived with my parents for a little bit. And we just were floundering, honestly. And my husband was like, we got to just travel. And we, we've we traveled off and on, but this was kind of like a bigger commitment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my husband and I, neither of us are planners. We're very much just fly by the seat of our pants. And uh, we're like, let's buy a Sprinter. That's kind of what we had had our eye on, a, a Mercedes Sprinter. Uh-huh. We're like, let's just do it. So we drove to to the Sprinter dealership and we looked at the one that we thought we wanted and we bought it immediately on the spot. And my husband began converting it to a livable space and he did it in three weeks. What? <laughs> it was crazy. He's very, very handy. So I'm, I'm not surprised, but three weeks he converted it to a beautiful, I mean, a kitchen, uh, a dinette that converts to a bed. We bought a rooftop tent for the kids to sleep in that goes on top of our van. Oh, that holds out. Yes, it was it was amazing. And so that was in August of 2020. We just we took off and kind of our goal was to hit up as many national parks as we could. Mm-hmm. So there's 66 national parks and we hit up 10, which isn't a ton, but um, at least for it, it actually them. is,
1: though, because we've done the same kind of thing. And it, it takes a lot of time. I mean, you don't you don't want it to does. just
0: get there and leave, you know, right. say you've been there. You want to explore an <laughs> adventure. Yeah, exactly. And actually it was nice because we weren't on a time crunch. I mean, we could take as long as we wanted. So yeah. we would account for, you know, a couple, let's spend a couple days in Yellowstone a couple days. No, we were at Yellowstone for like four or five days There's just so much to see and yeah. do. And it was amazing. So, yeah, so that was sort of our goal. Um, And we, yeah, we just, We had the time of our lives and I really think we hit a sweet spot with our kids ages though, because we have friends that travel with little, little, little ones. And I know there's a lot of issues and, and things that are not good and hard, but for us, you know, our youngest was seven when we left. So no toddlers, we weren't wiping any bums, you know, you could throw back the chicken nuggets and everybody figures it out. And (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's like, yes. A good, good life, you know, once they can round that corner. So seven was our youngest and our oldest was 12. So we also didn't have teenagers yet, you know, just because now my teenagers like eating us out of house and home. But at the time nice. it was like, you know, so it was pretty manageable. So I do, I'm thankful for that as far as their ages, it was really nice. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of, that was our biggest trip we took from The end of July until December is when we moved back to Indy. So for about four months, we traveled. So
1: I mean, what a great trip. We love the national parks. And when they were in fourth and fifth grade, you get a free pass. So we wanted to get a lot of it done. Our kids are kind of back to back. And so when, you know, the first one, it was in fourth grade. We got the pass and we did as much as we could. And then the next one. But we love that kind of travel. We used to have an Airstream base camp and then we just sold an Airstream Bambi. Um, So we Mm -hmm. love camping and road tripping with that similar to the to the Sprinter. It's just so much fun. So before we get into more, I'm wondering, did you do a lot of
0: airplane travel when the
1: kids were little? We didn't, we didn't
0: do a lot of airplane travel. We have a, a handful of times just going back. Cause we're right now we're in Indianapolis, but we have a business out in LA. Mm-hmm. So we're back and forth a lot. And honestly, we would rather drive. We love to drive. We always say as a family that we're happiest in the car. And it's just true. We, it's like a comfort spot for us. And so We love to travel. And our favorite thing is not only, you know, nature, natural exploring, but urban exploring. We love to go Mm. to new cities and finding local coffee shops. You know, since we have a small business, we love seeking out other small businesses. And so for us, we would so much rather drive everywhere. So we really, we really do a lot of driving and, and we've been traveling since the kids were babies, because even our family, we don't have any family that lives near us. So even just to go visit our family, you know, we have to drive um, all over the place. So yeah, so we're very used to driving. So we would prefer that over flying.
1: So you started the road trip stuff when your youngest was seven, you saw. Yes. You said the big, okay.
0: The big road trip. Yes. The big the road big trip. The big road
1: trip in the sprint. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Are there any times looking back that you I, you said that you're very spontaneous, which is really hard for me. I'm a huge planner. I mean, <laughs> huge planner, especially when it comes to trips, and I have to kind of have. Uh, well, I like to kind of have everything laid out in terms of the places that I want to see, like I do all the Google searches and reach out to friends to see if they've been there or people who have lived there before to see if there are any must-sees, must-dos, must-eats at, must-stays at, you know, those kind of things. Are there any memories or moments that you look back on and especially because you're, you're spontaneous that you wished you would have planned and done it any differently that like there are there any lessons learned in terms Mm. of what you could have done better
0: that's a great question actually
1: no though (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I mean I I need your personality like holy cow I can just think (laughs) of so many things that have gone wrong on our trips and and maybe it comes down to just your personality of being like we're just
0: gonna go with the flow Yes. I do think it is a lot of personality, but here's, here's the thing. If you have no plans, then there are no expectations. True. And so I think that I am never really disappointed because I never planned anything. So I'm like, (laughs) cool. All right. You know, go with the flow. And so I, that's, Oh, that's definitely my personality and my husband's, which is so interesting because I feel like in every marriage that I know of, there's like a planner and then mm-hmm. a non planner, but both of us, I mean, sometimes on dates, we will just drive around the entire time because we are like those birds on jungle book. Like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Like <laughs> we're terrible planners, but I will say this, the beauty of having no plans is the flexibility. We did have to plan out our showers. That was kind of the only thing we had to plan out because that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Yes. And when people say, what was, what's the hardest part about your trip, we always say finding showers. I mean, it honestly gives me anxiety to think <laughs> not even having a plan, but I think
1: there is something to say for embracing the spontaneity and the beauty of it and yeah. just going with the flow. So, you know, you said you have to plan <laughs> showers and the national parks. Where would you shower if you don't have, like in our camper, we had a shower, but we would used to usually stay in campgrounds that mm-hmm. had, um, you know, paid showers or whatever. Yes. Where do you find those if they're not in national parks, like in those little shower, you know, bathroom buildings or whatever on a campground?
0: Exactly. Yeah. We had to get pretty creative. Um, and actually we started, It was cool because there is such a huge travel community. So people started reaching out to us saying, hey, you should download this app. It'll show you where free water and showers and a dump station and all of that. What's that app? Do you remember? So it's called iOverlander. So iOverlander and free and free roam, both of those were incredible resources. Yeah, iOverlander and free roam. Those were both apps we used. Free free roam, we mostly used for to find spots. I mean, there are free camping places everywhere, oh, all over awesome. the United States. Yes. So that's helpful. But iOverlander was nice for finding, like I said, showers, dump stations water, you know, things like that. So we, we definitely use those resources. So there were kind of some, you know, more underground low key kind of places that we were able to shower. And a lot of it was just pay, you know, pay by minute or whatever. Yep. Um, and then my husband like rigged up a little system where you would drop a water heater into our, cause we had jerry cans. That's how we got our okay. water. We had Three five gallon jerry cans, and um, it would hook up to our hose on our faucet in our okay, van. Okay. And then you could take the faucet off and point it out the window. Oh. <laughs> It was a little bit janky, but if we were desperate, if we were desperate, we had like a little privacy tent, you know, so sometimes we just had to make it work. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, for the most part, we, we found, I don't know how, but we, I should have like kept a journal of just all the places that we showered because it was crazy. I mean, you
1: should have, I bet, like I do, like I said, I do searches all the time for when I'm planning a trip. And even if it's just we're getting on a plane and and going to like you said, you like to explore urban areas. We're going to Charleston and I'm like, I want to know the great places to see and mm-hmm. what to do. And I, I mean, a, a blog like that or something online where yeah. you had like a travel journal of traveling cross country in mm-hmm. a sprinter and
0: where to stop and where to go is so helpful.
1: So I know. Helpful. Cause I,
0: I used a lot of them too. I mean, I would just search Pinterest, you know, best place it or whatever, best places and wherever we were, Bend, Oregon. Yeah. You know, and yeah, because you're so right. It's so valuable to other families who are traveling. Cause you do, you always want to seek out the unique spots and, and, you know, the local spots. And so, um, yeah, we definitely relied on a lot of those blogs and a lot of locals too. locals are the best people to ask for recommendations because they just, they just know. Yes. So we would, you know, whatever coffee shop we would go to, we would ask anybody in the coffee shop, the baristas or whoever, you know, Hey, where uh-huh. should we go for this specifically? One thing that we intentionally try to seek out were hot springs. And so, um, uh, you know, wherever we were in Wyoming, we're like, where's the best hot spring around here? So that was really fun because every state we would go to, we would try to find, oh, you know, kind of more secluded hot springs. So that was really fun for us. There's another blog for you. (laughs) Yes, I know the best hot springs in the country. (laughs) That's right. Seriously. Or at least
1: in that, in that area. Okay. So are there any tools, physical items that, you brought for your kids when you're in the car that you can't live without? Yes.
0: Oh, that's a great question. So neck pillows is Mm. the best investment I think we ever made as far as this, as this trip, because in our sprinter, although we had tons of room in the back, we just had the two captain seats and a bench seat. So all four of the kids were sitting an inch apart. Which is crazy because we have more room in our SUV, you know, as far as the distance between them. So they really had to respect each other's space. Mm -hmm. And so each of them had a neck pillow, which was wonderful. Is there
1: one you recommend? Like, I know we have different ones that are like the smushy fabric and then some that are like all the beads. Is there one that we
0: we didn't really like the ones with the beads because we had gotten some of those before. But the memory foam, we just got them on Amazon. So four memory foam pillows, you know, we got all four different colors. So they knew whose was who with the removable. Make sure you can remove, you know, the outside covering so you can throw it in the wash. So that was that was the best thing. And then each of the kids had a little basket underneath Mm -hmm. their seat that they could just pull out full of books and Rubik's cubes and activity books and coloring books, all kinds of things. So, um, and their school books too. I kind of chose to, for the school year, condense our books a little bit. So Mm -hmm. we did, instead of each of the kids doing separate histories and separate sciences, like we normally do, I combined a lot of it. So we all did history together for the first time, which I actually loved. I'm like, history is history. You know, we can learn that together. So a lot of the subjects I just combined this year, and we ended up doing a lot of things online too. Like their math was online, which I highly recommend teaching textbooks. That is, has been our favorite math resource. So that's what they did for math. And yeah, each of them had, you know, kind of their own level as far as math and things like that. But so, yeah, so I reduced the books down, but everything that they needed, stuffed animals, everything was in that basket underneath their seat that they could just pull out. So that was really helpful too. And then snacks. I mean, if you keep kids fed and watered, You're right that that is all they need. So lots and lots of, like never let the snack bag run dry. We always bought we would shop once a week and I would buy as you know, obviously as healthy as I could. We're, right. we're not a big junk food family. But we're also not like super crunchy. Like everything has to be organic. We're kind of somewhere in between. Yeah. But you know, just healthy as you can snacks, just a big bag granola bars, dried fruit, you know, you know all the all the oh, snacks gosh. that your kids love. Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest thing for me too. If anyone ever asks travel tips, that is the number one. Just make sure, make sure you have snacks, even not just for the kids, but for my husband. If my husband doesn't have snacks, he is grumpy. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. we have to have snacks for everybody. I mean, that is number one huge tip.
0: Agreed. For sure. And we also, each of the kids had their own stainless steel water bottle that they were in charge of filling with water. We really just did water. I didn't want to, I think one of the most important things, at least for us that we had to remember when we were traveling is this is the lifestyle that we chose. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to treat it like our home. You know, we're not, you know, eating out every night and going out for ice cream and drinking sodas and stuff we don't do that at home so we're not going to do that on the road either yeah. so we tried to be really intentional with our snacks and with you know with our meals and going out to eat and what we were drinking too so we mostly just stuck to water and each of the kids like i said had their own stainless steel water bottle that they were in charge of you know keeping filled so mm-hmm. um so yeah i definitely recommend that too just having their own um, water bottle and then wipes <laughs> Always. I hadn't bought wipes. Yeah. I hadn't bought wipes since my kids were babies. Right. And oh my goodness. They, they are the best things ever when you're traveling. So yes, definitely wipes are, are ever. worth the investment. I, mean, <laughs> I keep them in
1: my car just period. Yes. Even if I'm not traveling, just if I'm right. like driving around, I, they yeah. are always <laughs> in my car. I always have the pamper sensitive wipes. Cause you never know if there's going to be like strong perfumes or whatever. And I, I just get the pamper sensitive and I have used them exactly. since my kids were babies. And I, <laughs> I will always, I think, keep them in my car. Always.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so smart. I never, I had never thought of it. But then I, when we were shopping for stuff, you know, and I didn't want to buy paper towels, we were also really conscious too, just about waste. You know, yeah. we were like, oh, I mean, there's so many things to think of when you're living in a small space, you yeah. know, and just a different lifestyle, you know, where you can't have your glass dishes. So, yeah, and one of the best things as far as that, we bought like those little, um, like the picnic baskets, almost that you know that you would get at a, you know, a yeah. cafe with French fries and stuff, and then we just used the oh, tissue, those little, like little red ones, like the plastic exactly. ones, yeah, 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 yes. And then you just use bakery tissue, you know, when you're doing sandwiches, and then it's like such small waste. Instead Great of paper idea. And stuff, so. I have not yeah, so thought of that. that, and we kept uh, <laughs> we would keep keep just
1: paper plates and mm-hmm. plastic, you know, utensils. You're so right. I we try to be as eco friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip for for keeping waste down. Huge, yeah. huge tip. Okay, so are there any activities or? games or things that people can buy on Amazon that you felt like your kids loved that don't take up a lot of space? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, just getting out of the car and roaming and hiking yes. and just exploring is probably the best activity, I would think that you would say. Mm-hmm. But is there anything that you always took with you? Like we used we try to have like a football and and a volleyball and, you know, Things that don't take up a lot of space but can create a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we did the same. We took a football and I think we took a football and a soccer ball, or the two. Oh, and a frisbee. A frisbee. Mm, we yes, we frisbee. played frisbee every. And that doesn't take up a lot of space. So. Right. Yeah, we played frisbee almost everywhere we stopped, especially if we were just you know stopping for lunch or something quick, because most of our stops were for a big you know national park or something like that. Yeah. But as far as like smaller things to keep hands busy, we did um, molding wax. We found wax to kind of be the best thing Ah. because they're uh, with, you know, the silly putty and the Play-Doh and all of it's all so messy. That kinetic (laughs) sand. I mean, can you
1: even imagine?
0: (laughs) No, or Or Orbeez like Orbeez everywhere. No Orbeez will be the death of me. So um, (laughs) and slime, especially and (laughs) slime. slime. I don't know if you went through the slime phase, but oh yeah. yeah. yeah, totally. But yeah, so molding wax, I think was really nice just to like keep hands busy. Where so, do you get um, that at just um, art stores or? Yeah, just an art store. We just ordered it on Amazon. So yeah, and it's called yeah molding wax. But I'm trying to think what else. That's a really great question. I mean, the kids read a lot. My kids love to read. They're big readers and we read together too as a family. So they each have independent readers and then We all read together. So that's what we were doing a lot while we traveled. And then um, as far as devices, you know, everybody always wants to know about devices Mm, that mm -hmm. fight. But we came up with a system that we really loved. So during the week, Monday through Thursday, we traded reading time for iPad time. So if the kids read for 30 minutes, then they could play for 30 minutes. Awesome. It worked really, really well. So, and then on the weekends, and also this depended on where, you know, where we were and if we were driving that day or whatever. But on the weekends, the kids each got 90 minutes. To be on their devices and they could use the time as they chose, you know, if they wanted to split it up 30 minutes or if they wanted to do it all at once, we didn't care. But, um, but, you know, you can control how much, how often or how long they play. Yeah. Um, So that was really helpful as far as that, because we are big techie families. We love video games. We, we don't fight against it because Mm -hmm. we love them so much and, and use them more as a learning tool like Minecraft and, you know, so that was really, um, that was kind of the system that we came up with and it worked, it worked beautifully. So, yeah. Awesome. I love
1: that trading idea. I mean, if I hadn't already allowed my kids, I, my rule used to be, and this wasn't just on traveling, but nothing during the week. And then on the weekends, you know, just, yeah. Whenever, yeah. um, mostly right. I I like the video games that, you know, they can play with their friends and that yes, sort of thing, same. but um, and no social media yet. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. So now when we go on road trips, they are pretty much on their phones constantly. And it yeah <laughs> kind of drives me crazy. But I feel like since I've already gone there, it's really hard to go backwards for anyone out there who's listening and hasn't gone there yet. So, try not to give the devices to your kids when you are on a road trip or traveling <laughs> for as long as possible. Encourage them to to play the games in the car. Actually, look up, talk about what you're seeing. Um, even even looking, getting, I love to get travel books, and and have the kids go through and like pick out uh, things that they want to see. And also we used to have when the kids were maybe around where yours, your youngest are, we would have them write a story about where we were traveling and they could add on to each other's story. Like Max would write a bunch and then it was Blakeslee's turn and she could add on. So we have a couple stories from road trips Aww. that I just, I love, you know, it was just their that. creative minds, like thinking about, something that happened in the area that we're traveling to. So that was really fun. That's
0: beautiful. We, we did a lot of similar things and actually our family, we are very into music. I'm a huge believer in attaching the emotions of music with What you're doing, you know, where we're traveling. And so I was very intentional with picking out specific playlists for wherever we were. When we were in the West, I played Wild West songs and, you know, and this was a part of our learning too, is every state we were in we would learn about the musicians that were from that state, like in Colorado, you know, the Lumineers and John Denver. So we would learn about their lives and we would play their music. And it was really fun to make that connection. (laughs) Kind of an interesting story about that one, when we were staying in Boise, Idaho, Boise, I learned it's Boise, (laughs) not Boise. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Me too we got a little Airbnb, um, to take a break from the van, um, just for a a little while, but we stayed at the very top of a mountain about 7,000 feet elevation. Mm -hmm. And we were driving up there at night. I mean, it was so, it was so beautiful and peaceful and there was a full moon. And for some reason, uh, Coldplay was in my mind. And I don't even think the kids had heard Coldplay yet, which is so weird. You know, those bands that you're just like, wait a second, like, the kids missed this. Like, how did I, so I started playing fix you and it, you know, it's such a cool song and it just went so well with the moment. And as soon as the song ended, I turned back and looked at the kids and all four of them had tears streaming down their face. Oh, wow. Which I was not expecting that, but it was just, I think just the whole moment was just so surreal and beautiful that it, it, you know, moved them to tears or emotion. So, So, yes, I'm a big believer in in attaching music, you know, with your circumstances. It just and it makes for awesome memories because now anytime we hear a song that we listen to while we're traveling, they'll be like, remember, you know, we were in, you know, Yellowstone when you heard this song or wherever. So Oh, I love that. That is such a great idea, especially
1: for younger kids because they're not on the devices and i think they are paying more attention to their surroundings and and things definitely and just to start it early as kind of a tradition that you do on road trips i think that's yes. a great idea but how did you find the the research on it would you just search search up colorado Yes. Singer music group, whatever. That's oh gosh. I mean, this is another blog that you totally could write. <laughs> we are setting up, we are setting you up for a blog that you're just going to be so busy writing all these articles. <laughs> I can't wait.
0: <laughs> Add it oh, to the list of things to do. Right. No, no I yeah, can't keep up. No, but on Spotify, I mean, Spotify has playlists like that. You know, you can just search Western, Western music or whatever. So, and then we made our own, we, it's called like in gold road trip or whatever. So, um, but I, I put it out there on my Instagram. I was like, we made a little, um, you know, road trip playlist. If anyone wants to follow and immediate, I had like 75 people follow. I'm like, why, why did they, all these right. people want to
1: follow this? Well, but, honestly, it's fun.
0: I feel like that's a
1: great... I have never heard that idea before. And I think that's such a fun idea to incorporate the people from the area. And I I love music too. And just hearing different kind of genres because like you mentioned Coldplay. I remember, I think it was a few weeks ago, a U2 song came on. Like Ryan will play music in the kitchen while he's making dinner and, you know, sing along. It's really cute. But Uh um, a U2 song came on and I think... Blakesley was like, "Who? Who's this?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm totally failing as a parent. If right. you don't know, yes. who you do."
0: With. I know that's the way you feel because you're like, "How? How have you guys missed this?" And then you realize. Oh wait! I'm the one who has to teach them absolutely everything. Right. Like you guys don't know who Elvis Presley is. Like out of the womb, you don't know who he is. So right? it's just—I know it's funny. I we have know. to teach them all the things. That <laughs> is
1: such a great idea. The Spotify playlist. I, I I need to remember that more because I just get into my own. Like I'll listen to Audible or um, mm-hmm, just listen mm-hmm. to the radio, and I I rarely utilize that. Ability that's so yeah. so great. Are there any yeah. other apps <laughs> that you feel were kind of crucial or really helpful when you were road tripping? Oh yeah,
0: um, trying to think. What did we use? We did use Audible. We did audio books a lot, so definitely Audible would be one. The two the traveling ones that I told you about: Free Roam, I Overlander. Um, trying to think. My kids write music, so we use GarageBand a lot. My oh, amazing songs! Yeah, they they really are incredible musicians. But um, we in fact, my husband bought them. I don't know if you've ever heard of an OP1. No, but it's it's basically just a small mixing system. Okay, it's really cool. But you're able to to make songs on this little digital um, controller, it's almost like a synth, but, um, awesome. so he bought that for the kids to play around with. So we, they wrote a lot of songs on our road trip actually. Um, so I'm trying to think about other apps, Spotify, obviously we use like crazy. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any other apps. Um, do yeah. you have any, do they have headphones? Do each of them have headphones? They do. Yeah. Each of them, each of them have headphones. Yeah. Um, my oldest has like you AirPods. Know, just airpods but the younger ones have the head you know the headphones that go over their head so yeah. Um, but yeah they each had a set of headphones and my husband also built like I said we're you know video game family but he built there's so there's a TV a screen a monitor um, in front of them that um, can be pushed up, And behind it was all of our bedding. But then, while we're driving, it can be lowered to where they could all play video games together. So uh, while you're driving, when they while we're driving, yeah. Oh my
1: (laughs) gosh, that's amazing! Yeah,
0: it was so fun because I love it. I love it when they're playing together. Together. There's something so kind of. sad when they're just by themselves playing a game. I'm like, oh, but when they're all playing like Mario Kart together, you know, a game together, I'm like, oh, it brings me so much joy. So they did same. that, yeah, like while we were flying down the road. So oh, yeah, it's <laughs> the best. They I've, love that.
1: I've always said that, you know, I know there are a lot of critics against screen time and video games. Yes. And I I am all for the socialization of it. Like I yes. I feel the same way if Especially at Blakeslee, my daughter just had a birthday party and um, they played just dance until like (laughs) one o'clock in the morning. And so it wasn't, it was like exercise and socialization (laughs) and connection and, and exactly, and so much fun. And it was, it's a video game. So that is so cute that your husband made a television that they can play video Mm -hmm. games at while you're driving. That is genius. I mean, We are coming up with so many future uh, job opportunities for your family because he (laughs) could build that out as a business. (laughs) I mean, he can do that for other people. I, I know so many people who have sprinters here. I bet they'd be all over that. Did your kids have problems with how they were? I assume they were sitting like sideways against one of the van walls on the side. Is that how they travel? So they're not facing forward?
0: No, they're facing forward. Oh,
1: okay. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Yes.
0: They're, yep. It's just the bench seat. So the two captain seats and then the bench seat. So they were all facing forward. Yeah. Got it. Cause I was going to ask, yeah. how do they, do they ever get
1: car sick or, and how do you deal with that? No, you didn't have a problem. No, with that.
0: none of them ever got carsick which I'm really surprised about because they have gotten carsick in the past a few times but nobody ever got carsick I am really yeah I'm surprised about that because they were looking down reading a lot of the time but um and you we could have put buckles in the back because we had like a dinette in the back but we Mm -hmm. chose not to do that we just we kind of wanted to just all be close while we were driving so and we really didn't we weren't driving for that many hours a day. We broke it up enough to where maybe the most we ever drove in a day was five hours. Uh-huh. So, which is nothing to us. Cause my parents live almost eight hours away and my husband's parents live almost four hours away. So for us, you know, that's, it's nothing to drive five hours. So, right. um, so that, that might've too, as far as with, you know, car sickness or anything like that, but yeah, True. no, we, kept the driving down and more about exploring and less about the driving yes so. um what about uh
1: wi-fi in the van because mm. if you're not on a camp at a campground are did you get some kind of wi-fi in your van
0: or does yes, it come so with that- it so our van did come with Wi-Fi, and it was really nice because it was through AT and T, and our phones were through Verizon. So uh, it was kind of nice yes. because there were some spots where Verizon wasn't picking up, but AT and T was. Because mm-hmm. that was a little bit of a challenge because my husband does everything online, so we had to be close to places where there was Wi-Fi. So we did a lot of coffee shops. I mean, any city uh, that we were in, yeah. we would go to a coffee shop. We would plan at least a whole day of working at a coffee shop. So so my husband could get caught up on work. Um, mm-hmm. so we, yes, definitely relied on coffee shops. Thank goodness that a lot of them were open during last year. Um, but then yes, our van came with a Wi-Fi, and then we actually ended up buying, like, I'm not sure what it's called, like a hotspot. Okay. yes, Um, right. that, okay. So we ended up investing in one of those too, Um, and that was helpful. It, yeah. it just kind of like Lengthens the range, alert or something. Yeah, so, like a boost. It's like a booster. yeah, like a boost. Yeah. Exactly. So that was really, really helpful too. But yeah,
1: um, I feel like now, yeah. and especially if you're homeschooling, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that that homeschool, but they have to have Wi-Fi in order to yes. do some of the school. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, and that's why I mentioned teaching textbooks earlier. There are some resources that are starting to, you don't have to be online. They're just through an app, like teaching textbooks is through an app. So that was really helpful to have some apps that we didn't necessarily have to be, um, connected to. So it, yes. Yeah. Ended up working, but yeah, I know.
1: And I just thought of one thing, um, that was a helpful tip for me when we travel is Because you don't know if you're going to have Wi-Fi, for those people out there who don't have Wi-Fi in their transportation vehicle or however they're getting to wherever they go, make sure that you download, especially if you're going on an airplane, Mm -hmm. make sure that you download a movie or download whatever you want onto that device so that you're not relying on the Wi-Fi on the plane or the Wi-Fi at the campground or whatever for you to be able to watch that movie or show or whatever. Just download. That's such good advice. Like Mm -hmm. we would have the kids Mm -hmm. choose, you know, three movies or whatever, pick them, download them so that they're ready to go and you can watch them in the car. You can watch them when we get there. You can watch them at Mm -hmm. night. You know, we can all watch it together. We can put it on the TV or whatever, but make sure you download. Yeah.
0: And maps. We we learned the same with maps. You can download maps because there were a few times where like, we have no Wi-Fi and we have no idea where we are. Right. (laughs) And who carries an atlas anymore?
1: I mean, I remember when we traveled, when I was young, my dad always had, or my mom had the atlases, you know, tucked in the back seat. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: And who has those anymore? Really? You don't, unless like you have travel books, like I was talking about in some of the travel books that I had, if we knew where we were going and that particular area, usually they have maps in them, but You're right. Right. Download maps. Is there a map, um, app that you use? Because obviously I think most people like me use Google maps or Waze. Yeah. but do you have a map app or no? No,
0: we, we use Google maps as well. Yeah. And you can download that, download it. You sure can. Yes. And I didn't know that either, but yeah, you can download that. And then, um, we actually did use an, I would recommend getting an Atlas, a, a roadmap as well. Just just in case. And it was wonderful because the kids were always able, I know they could see it on their phones, but it's so nice to hold the book and see exactly where you are. So they kind of, you know, traced our route where we were going. And it was nice for them to be able to see, you know, what cities were coming up next. And so, yeah, I definitely recommend getting one. And it's funny that you
1: say that because my son- When I'll be traveling with him, if we go to a hockey tournament, you know, nearby, I have Waze pulled up on my phone, which is an app that you can use, especially in cities, I feel like to get you through traffic and just gives you the fastest route, at least in my experience. And he'll always look down at it and be like, where are we? How long is it going to take? You know, it's actually kind of interesting to him. So that's another way to kind of engage them and, you know, start a conversation or whatever. So um, yes. I love that. Trista,
0: I thought of another app, actually, sorry, while you were saying that good. is Gas Buddy was a really helpful app Ooh, as what's far that? as finding the cheapest places to get gas. Amazing. So yeah, it's Gas Buddy. And we always drive diesels, which is a lot harder to find diesel than yes. gas. So So it was really, really helpful, not only to see where the closest gas station was, but it also shows you all the prices. So the cheapest place as well. So GasBuddy was a huge resource for us. That's amazing.
1: And you know what? So I just put a down payment down on uh, an electric car. Oh, awesome. And I found out, I was talking to someone who has the same car And I was like, okay, what are the apps that I need for being able to find places to actually plug in? And -hmm. I have a friend who just took a road trip in their electric car and they just planned like little picnics. They have really small children and they planned extra picnics or little spots where they knew there was going to be a plug in, and just would plan that time to just kind of get out of the car, walk around, explore, eat, whatever, while they were plugged in. So the app that I heard about is called ChargePoint for the people out there who want to find and and there's I'm sure there's a ton more apps for people who drive electric vehicles for the but for those who want an app that I know of at least before I get my car for electric vehicles <laughs> the one that I I'm I actually already downloaded because I knew that I would probably use it is ChargePoint so anyway there's a little yeah, tip for you for great. all the people who don't have diesel my husband has diesel and it's the same yes. with him we're like oh gosh is there going to be a gas station here that has right. diesel
0: please <laughs> exactly i know especially when we lived in la i'm like there is, there's no diesel around. Right. You're (laughs) so right. I can completely see
1: that. (laughs) Okay. So a question that I ask all of my guests, and you can phrase this in terms of personal or professional or whatever, or whatever, or what we're talking about. Um, Tina, how do you plan on being better tomorrow?
0: You know, I am always striving to be a better mom. I just Mm. really am. I I love being a mom so much and I am trying to be so intentional with my kids. We get this tiny window of time. Mm. And I mean even with my oldest, I'm like, man, I have 5 years left with him, you know, until I he's know. gone and it breaks my heart, but it's like I have to be so intentional with this time that I have with them and and nurture their little hearts and invest in them as best as I can and I am trying to slow down their childhood as well, you know. So I think just being a better mom is, is always my goal. So. Oh, me too. Love it. Okay. How can
1: people find you? And I know you have, you have a business. If you want to tell people how to find that too,
0: that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, yeah, we have a brand. We own a brand. It's called Vardigan. Uh, VDGN is our Instagram handle and Vardigan just a Swedish word that means every day. So like your everyday tea, the stuff you want to wear every day. Oh, how fun. Yeah. And we always play on kind of the everyday in terms of our design. So we have, our store is in LA. It's actually on Abbott Kinney in Venice. Awesome. And, um, so yeah, that's where you can find us. And then I'm just, Hey In golds In golds, my last name, Hey and golds on Instagram. So you can follow along with our adventures and (laughs) do you plan on doing any adventures this year? I know you're spontaneous, um, but <laughs> we, yes, we are. We never know. we never know, but we are heading out to LA this next Tuesday. We'll be there for about a month. And then after that, we're not sure. We'll see. We do want to hit up the East coast. We have we've really never traveled the East coast. So that's kind of our, our next goal really. Yeah. So hoping to make it out there. Awesome. This was so fun, Tristan. So nice to meet so you. Fun. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much for making time. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for listening today. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope that this episode has allowed you to become a better version of yourself in some small or even a big way. Please head to wherever you listen to your podcast and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, head on over to the ratings and give us a five-star rating But Also, if you could write a review, that would be amazing on whatever you have enjoyed listening to and what you would like to hear of more. If you enjoy these episodes, or even if you think somebody else might enjoy them, please pass it on to a friend or a family member. To find me, you can go to Instagram at Trista Sutter or Facebook at Trista Sutter fan page. Thank you so much again. Have a great day.